four. Get my shoes on out the door. Five, I'm alive. Six, seven, eight, feeling great. Nine, gonna shine, life is good. I'm doing fine. Ten, gonna do it right and do it again. Yeah, I look into the sky with all the beautiful color, but there's more than just for me, so gonna share it with Hello, everybody, and welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host. Now, this week, our guest is none other than Danny Thompson. Now, Danny is very unique. She's, of course, a presenter uh, with Lingerie Lowdown. She's also an actress, and she basically is someone who, as our buddy Scott likes to say, is a, is a scream queen. Well, what we really mean is she is someone who is an actress who is seen often in horror movies, which is kind of cool because that's also one of her favorite kinds of movies. And Danny, it's great to have you. Let's talk a little bit about you and your background. It's a fascinating one. Um, mm-hmm. I've been living in London for 12 years now. I moved here really with the modeling to start with. And then I kind of got to a stage with that, that I was like modeling. The glamour industry was kind of dying a bit of a death with all the kind of social mm-hmm. media and all the magazines dying out. I went to drama school. And since then, I've kind of been more acting. So I'm doing all my horror, lots of film. Um, but mm-hmm. I... I gave up modeling for a while and I've kind of gone back to it. So I, but now it's just, it's more of, you know, if and when I kind of can pick the fun jobs. And so I'm kind of just a bit of everything now. It's funny. Scott calls you this, uh, the scream queen. The scream queen. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit why that you got that moniker. Uh, so I've always loved horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm going to watch a film, you can, nine times out of 10, it will always be horror. I don't really like anything mm-hmm. else. Um, and I never really set out just to do horror myself, but Mm -hmm. when I started acting, I kind of did, you know, a little bit for a magazine, actually. It was like a horror Mm -hmm. magazine. And then from that, there was a couple of people making films and they offered me roles. And then I think the horror industry is quite small. It's niche and everyone kind of knows everyone. So once you start working in it, you kind of, you know, you keep working with the same people over and over again. So I kind Mm -hmm. of fell into doing it that way. And now that that's what I'm doing, I love it. And I kind of wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't have it any other way. I kind of, I like making the kind of movies that I want to watch. But as far as Screen Queen, I think personally, mm-hmm. I prefer Princess. I feel like I have, I feel like I have to be older to be a queen and maybe have done more. So I think still Princess. Like I'm working my way up to, I don't feel like I deserve the moniker of Queen quite yet. Well, it, you know, Princess is not a bad role. That's no, pretty cool. You know, that's, that's not a bad thing. You know, and, and with the advent of streaming video these days, I mean, um, you know, you talk about niche films, right? But, yes. you know, um, it's such an interesting situation that uh, even though it might be a niche um, because of streaming video and, and the ability to, to capture it all over the world, you know, you can find a pretty good following for a number of different, uh, what one might call niche films or niche television or whatever. And uh, so many people around the world, you know, if it hasn't been seen in the U.S. before, right, I get to see it. If it hasn't been seen in Australia, they get to see it. And you get get a legion of fans that you may not have had, say, in the old traditional way things that were done. Yeah, I mean, there's absolutely that. I mean you know, you used to make films, they'd maybe go to cinema if you were lucky. If not, it would be, mm-hmm. you know, straight to straight to DVD. Right. Or straight to 
you know, what, one point, but a straight to DVD. And then, of course, like mm -hmm. DVDs are only selling in certain countries and films mm -hmm. are kind of, they're sold by territory. But yeah, now, of course, with right. streaming, with your Amazon your Prime and with Netflix mm -hmm. and with all these other right. things, um, yeah, people can watch it all over the world. I mean, I've, I've got films that I'm in that they're releasing mm -hmm. usually in America first rather than in the mm -hmm. UK. And some of them are not even released in the UK, but of course, people can still right. watch them because they only have to access them either online or, I mean, you can, you can buy DVDs online now and have sure. them, you know, all over. But yeah, I mean, everything is very accessible. Which is fun and outstanding. So yeah, I mean, it's funny when you get, when you get people send a message and they've watched it and they're, you know, they're somewhere so far away. I mean, I've made films and I've made a film in America and I'm probably back out possibly next year for another one. So those ones are obviously, you know, made over there, but the ones that are here, and you have people in the States kind of buying them and sending messages, it's cool. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. You know, um, here in the United States and UK and around the world, you, um, I actually, you know, you're talking about Australia. I find uh, that there's some fantastic um, television programming that comes out of Australia. And a lot of people sometimes don't get to see that. So even, you know, uh, I'm, I'm looking at five or six shows that have become you know, major hits around the, uh, around the world uh, that have, you know, been launched. We always knew that the BBC and ITV and what comes out of the UK is quality program, but most recently we've been finding both Canada and of course um, Australia has been uh, largely involved as well. Well, I mean, Canada is so close to the States and a lot of American shows are mm -hmm. filmed in Canada because they've got the space, sure. they've, got, they've got the scenery, but um, Australia- Inexpensive. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. There's that. Um, Australia. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Aussie soaps. I can't stand the British soaps. So, I mean, you mm -hmm. never get me watching Coronation Street or Hollyoaks or EastEnders. But mm -hmm. the Aussie soaps, I've got to say, I love Home and Away, Neighbours. I don't watch them all the time, but if you tune in, you know what's going on. And of course, you yeah. have amazing actors. I mean, obviously, I'm a massive Kylie Minogue fan, so she started Neighbours. Then you've mm -hmm. got Margot Robbie. She started in Neighbours. Mm -hmm. um, but then you've got the Hemsworths and you know so many people melissa george she does a lot of horror all these people right. starting home away so i think a lot of the uh a lot of oh there's a girl called samara weaving actually she's done mm -hmm. a couple of horrors recently and she was home and away so i think you get a lot of actors that come out of those australian shows that do very well and i don't know whether it was easier for their visas to come from australia and get a visa to work mm -hmm. in the states i don't know america seemed to make it quite difficult for the brits um mm -hmm. to be able to go over there um but I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't name too many more Australian shows. For me, Neighbours and Home Away are probably the only ones I could actually tell you about. So maybe you know more about that than me. Well, I was just going to say, uh, two weeks ago, I did an interview with Lucy Lawless. And Lucy uh, is starring in uh, uh, a, a very, uh, very big hit uh, show, uh, Australian show, which is now streaming in the U.S. And the name of the program is uh, My Life is Murder. Oh, and okay. uh, she plays a, det a retired detective who basically has decided that, um, you know, she'll dabble back into it. Uh, but it's a very clever show. It's a very well-written show. It's an incredibly, you know, the filming of the show makes everybody want to move to Melbourne, Australia. Uh, yeah. It's just a very... <laughs> very sharp, very well done show, and Lucy's such a fun lady anyway, and mm -hmm. um, so pleased to see that um, she has uh, a vehicle which gets an opportunity to show her um, 
her comedic side. So yeah, Lucy yeah. Lawless and My Life is Murder, highly recommend. Have a look. Well, Australia do horror yeah. quite well, actually. There's they do. Wolf Creek was a long time ago now. There's the yeah. now, but the the film. I have to say yeah. though, I was it's a long time ago. I went. To, well, I can't remember what year it was. Out. It was early yeah. naughty. And I went to the cinema to see it, and I was just I didn't read the reviews. I was expecting a werewolf film, mm. so I was kind of disappointed when it was wasn't a werewolf movie. Um, it wasn't a werewolf movie I was expecting, but of course it's still very horrific. Um, yeah. And then there's a film called The Loved Ones which is an yeah. Australian horror film that I, that I love. And they've got, um, and they've done a lot. They do horror well. And I think again, because they've got, they've got so much space and they've got, you know, mm-hmm. the means to film. And I'm, I all very almost went out there. I mean, I haven't been back since I was young, but mm-hmm. I very almost went out there to do a film um, a few years ago. And then it fell through, which was a shame because I'd have liked the chance uh, to go back out there. Well, there's always, a, there'll always be another time. Um, Hopefully. Yeah, I don't like the fingers crossed. I'll see anything yeah. about spiders. Right. I don't like the spiders. That's the only thing about Australia. You and I, you and I are on the same page on that one. Oh. Uh, we're both arachnophobia, I guess, is the yeah. whole thing. But um, horrible things. Let's, yeah, let's talk about um, your relationship with with Scott and the team at uh, Lingerie Lowdown. Okay, well, I've been working for Lingerie Lowdown for must be just over a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was presenting online casino for a while. I was really, really busy when Scott first mm-hmm. messaged me. So it mm-hmm. took quite a while for me to actually kind of do my first bits and pieces for him because mm-hmm. I was just working all the time. And then sure. I left it there. Um, and then it kind of worked out really well because then I had all the time in the world um, in between films. So mm-hmm. I, tend to do, I, t- I tend to do quite a lot as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And I do love lingerie. So for me, I think coming from a, a modeling background to start with, um, there was mm-hmm. a lot of lingerie there. And I very much like kind of glamour and like, you know, luxury lingerie and the kind of lots of vintage styles and things. So for me, um, I think there's nothing more glamorous than like wearing something underneath your clothes that you know you have there that kind of makes you feel sexy, that no one else really necessarily knows that you're you have on so I think you know you feel good if your underwear's good my I was just actually saying my last thing my nana always taught me this is a quote from my nana that you should always mm-hmm. make sure that your underwear matches and that your nail polish is not chipped so I <laughs> I buy those and my underwear always matches you'll never see me that un- unmatching underwear and my nail polish um has well I try not to <laughs> allow it to be chipped it's all very much it's in the mind right um yeah the power aspect of it, make yourself feel good before you can do other, you know, before you can uh, get in the, the proper mindset. I think that's something a lot of people forget and don't actually pay much attention to. Yeah. I mean, I think it's very much about, you know, feeling put together and being ready for your day. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I say I like vintage stars and I like, you know, that kind of way, you know, vintage old school glamour. I think when people put sure. a lot more effort than mm-hmm. they do now, but at the same time, I mean, I can't imagine wearing full-on stockings and suspenders and corsets and all that kind of thing all day because, right. you know, can't necessarily be comfortable to wear all the time. And mm. who has the time now? I mean, I definitely don't. But, I mean, at the same time, you do feel good when you're wearing something nice. And, you know, I still, I, I mean, I review all kinds of different things. Scott. I don't just kind of stick to, you know, my sure. general styles I wear. He'll send me things, you know. I do a lot of costume things and I do, you know, all sorts of different things. And I think they're always fun. I can always make use of stuff for shoots anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, so nothing's ever kind of goes to waste, but um, yeah, I mean, if, if I'm, well, hosiery even, 
I feel like I'm yeah. finding more of a love for it now that since I've been working for Scott because before you know I would wear tights if it was cold or you know put a pair of fishnets on yeah. with a costume but I very much wasn't into patterns or anything and now they're kind yeah. of growing on me I'm feeling like you know I, I'll make use of them a little bit more than I used to so yeah, I'm learning it's a funny thing many of the presenters talk about um, finding things that they you know weren't necessarily too keen on bodysuits and things like that uh, and then suddenly they realize wait a minute you know there's something to be said for this so you know what you're yeah. saying is is I think part of the evolution for everyone in fashion well because there's stuff that I just would never go out and buy for myself I think mm, mm-hmm. no you know but then once you have it and you put it on things can look different on I mean my style's quite classic like mm-hmm. you know as far as shoots and things and I could go all out but for my personal style you know I like so simple you know mm-hmm. simple and simple colors and you know anything too crazy it's it's how to team it with something i mean if you're going to have a i'm very much not for pattern tights unless it's fishnet unless it's maybe leopard print um Mm -hmm. for me patterns on tights are kind of you know i like a seam down the back and that's kind of as crazy i like to go but now i'm kind of thinking you know if there was a slight pattern if you wore a very very plain outfit then you know the tights would then have to be your signature piece in that ensemble so I think then, you know, it's just working way how to team it. And I mean, I studied fashion for mm-hmm. four years um, before I ever went into modeling like, a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Fashion kind of, I've always been the same. So my styles, even though studying different styles, I can work out what other people wear, what suits other people's tastes. But my styles very much remain the same. So, um, but yeah, like I think, I think I might have a bit more fun with fashion. Maybe this winter, I now have a drawer full of tights, pairs of tights that some I would wear, some not necessarily. So we'll see what happens with those. You know if what? They, if yeah. if you, one of the things that um, would be fun if you have a moment to do it, give us some of your thoughts of some of the things that are the go-to items that you think people should have in their wardrobe. Go-to items. I mean, obviously, you always need some nice matching lingerie something that you know you can pop on under anything whether it's like you're going for a day at the office or whether you're going on a date like something that mm-hmm. you know a nice set that you know is you know classic plain I think black's always good but you know has just a little bit of something about it I think everybody needs a really nice suspender belt and I tend to go for um vintage styles because of the metal clasps because these plastic ones, if you buy like a matching set from somewhere, they tend to come with plastic class and they're really hard to keep on your stockings. So they pop off, but the met- good, good old fashioned metal class, ones that will stay done up. So, and also they, they give you that really nice kind of nipping way. So kind of more of a girdle-esque, a bit of a larger suspender mm-hmm. belt. Everybody needs one of them because it does give you an amazing, amazing shape. Um, I think some nice, stockings nice seamed stockings because again they mm-hmm. can be worn obvious they can be worn out they're classic that's understated sexy and i think i have fishnets everyone should have a pair of fishnets because you can wear them and downplay them or mm-hmm. they can kind of dress up any kind of item a little bit any outfit so i think those are kind of my main main things that i think that everybody needs what are some of the things that when you um, have been reviewing them, you thought, uh, you know, I'm not so certain this is something I'm going to like, but you ended up liking it? Um, that's happened a couple of times. Some of the pairs of tights, some of the, I mean, I had some tights, I had a bit of a pattern on and I was a bit kind mm-hmm. of 
you know, never going to like these and put them on and was pleasantly surprised. I thought, you know what, not any crazy pattern, but just the kind of knit where the knit's a mm-hmm. bit more interesting than, you know, just plain. And I thought, you know, actually with a plain outfit, maybe, maybe these, I'm trying to think what else I've had. I mean, there is a, there is a, I did a seven day challenge, an animal print seven day challenge. And I love oh, I remember that one. Yeah. That was quite clever. And I, I love leopard print for me is the thing, but mm-hmm. there was a, there's a purple zebra print, body stocking and I was you know I don't necessarily dislike it but I thought when this I mean it's not I don't think it's necessarily sexy I mean when yeah. when do people wear body stockings generally it's probably for the bedroom and I thought who yeah. in the who's gonna wear this purple zebra print body stocking and you know I mean I put it on and I quite liked it I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't wear it for anyone in the bedroom because I'd probably wonder why I'd come to the bedroom dressed as a zebra a purple zebra <laughs> But um, but for a photo shoot, actually, it looks quite cool on. So there's stuff that, you know, not for everybody. It depends on what you do. I mean, for me, obviously, sure. modelling, I can make use of these things. But, yeah, that I mean, some of the things that are a bit more out there. Mm. But, I mean, to be honest, I, I like most of the things. I mean, for me, my favourite mm. things are, like, to review are, like, nice underwear sets and even better mm-hmm. if they come with a matching waspy or a matching mm. suspender. I think that really, you know, is a whole put-together look. So those are probably my favourite things to review is is the actual underwear. And I like stockings. I've got far too many pairs of tights now, but mm-hmm. I'm I I feel like I have less stockings than I do other things. But I suppose there's only so far you can go with stockings, but I feel like those kind of nice, kind of classic I'd like to do some vintage, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously then it's we're reviewing so that people can go out and buy the same thing, and that's the thing with vintage. You know, people sure. aren't going to be able to find exactly the same. But whether it be, you know, we can advise, you know, where to shop, which vintage shops to look in for certain things. Because vintage nightwear, I quite mm-hmm. like. I've got quite a few kind of vintage, vintage old nightgowns, which I've used for Hammer Horror style shoots. But mm-hmm. also just kind of, I think I dream of one day I'll be living in this big house and I'll just be floating around in my vintage nightwear in my penwarm. <laughs> and, you know, it'll be all very glamorous. Um, as it happens, they just all live in a drawer. They're all folded and they're in there. But um, and like and vintage, yeah, vintage lingerie would be would be cool. And- so we're talking like, uh, let's say actresses in the forties, fifties, and early sixties, something in that that realm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, you don't really want vintage underwear. So you don't want to wear somebody else's knickers, do you? No. Um, but vintage styles, and there's a few brands mm-hmm. now that do do the vintage styles. Um, so mm-hmm. I'd like to do kind of more of that kind of stuff, but for nightwear and stuff like that, I don't mind. That. I mean, I, I think there's there's something in vintage clothes that there's mm-hmm. they have a bit of history, and I think there's something kind of nice and you know you kind of it makes you wonder the, who the people were that wore the clothes, I and mean, you know. Sure. So I think for nightwear, you know, as long as it's good quality clean, then I think that's mm-hmm. okay. And um, and maybe maybe kind of recycle fabrics because we're trying mm-hmm. to. You know, we don't want throwaway fashion. We're trying to kind of get away from, you know, the single-use plastics and the throwaway fashions mm-hmm. that, you know, recycled fabrics would be good. If we could do some, that would be a cool thing to kind of touch on. Yeah. You know, there there are many of the couture lines um, have gone, you know, back to um, the, the lines that uh, we were talking about in the 50s and 60s, like um, uh, Yves Saint Laurent has done it. Uh, so has uh, Givenchy and some of these others who have seen the fifties and the sixties and kind of said, you know, there's there's something to 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 say about that. Let's just kind of 
update it a bit, make it a little fashion forward, but kind of get you a throwback at the same time? Well, I think clothes were built to last. Like people mm-hmm. didn't have, you know, lots of money and the money they had, they bought quality items that they could, you know, keep and use over and over again. I think with underwear, you can shop somewhere cheaper you can get you know you can there are kind of like budget stores that you can get a full underwear set that looks quite nice I mean for as far as photo shoots go you can get a set you know probably for about 10 pounds I can get a bra and a pair of knickers that look nice for a shoot but then you'll find the the adjustable straps will keep coming loose and you know the fabrics they're not going to necessarily last long so it's fine it's fair enough if you just want it for a shoot but then you know you buy five of those for five shoots and it's throwaway fashion they're not going to last long or you could spend you know the money on like one set that you know is good quality and it's going to last and I think that's for saving you know the environment and saving you know the wealth and pollution and I mean the Mm. fashion industry is a big cause of it I mean I think buying slightly more expensive but to last is another way of kind of trying to combat that really sure it's a very good idea. So, Danny, I'll tell you what. Um, coming to the end of our discussion here, but quickly, uh, give you an opportunity to um, do a little what we call shameless self promotion here for all of us. Um, how can we find you on social media? How can you find me on social media? Um, well, website www.danny-thompson.com. Um, social media it's at Miss Danny Tees, and that's D A N I T E Z E. And I also mm-hmm. have Vegan Vamp Life, so at Vegan Vamp Life, which is um, more about food and sustainability and what have you on there. We're going down that kind of eco route, which we've been talking about. So um, I have the both. So there's the model acting Danny, and then there's my kind of more world conscious side. So those are the two places you can find me, and they're the same, be it. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Mm-hmm. That sounds fantastic. And so obviously you're in the vegan lifestyle as well, then, eh? Um, yeah, vegan lifestyle. So this is where it comes in. Like, I don't wear leather, but Scott's always known that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, no leather, no feathers, no fur. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very good to know. And uh, it seems as if that's becoming a very uh, good, healthy trend. Uh, the vegan aspect of of life which is much to be said i think everyone cares a little bit more about the world it might Mm -hmm. just last a bit longer let's hope let's Let's hope hope. any any films that you'd like to promote while we're here uh, what have i got coming up well there's a movie called pumpkins which should be out later this year and i believe that's going to be released stateside first um this yeah. year i've been busy filming i've um done three films this year but they're all kind of still in the edit process so okay. we've got i film on the beach pandemonium and mannequin um but they're all they're all in the edit process and then i have got oh, oh bite what's it called they've changed the name party of valis that was meant to be out at some point yeah. this year it's changed to bite night so pumpkins and bite night possibly out by the end of the year cool and uh, i'm sure if we go to your website um you'll be able to let us know and follow you through social media you'll let us know when that's going to come out yes social media more so is always updated my website gets updated if i remember to have somebody update it <laughs> otherwise I, we, we all we all know who that works so yeah, yeah. Uh, then definitely on social media danny it's been a pleasure thank you so much thank you special thanks to today's guest danny thompson for joining us Well, folks, that pretty much wraps it up for this edition of 
Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. I'm Jim Williams. For everyone at Lingerie Lowdown, we greatly appreciate you joining us. We'll see you in two weeks' time. Folks, have a wonderful and safe fortnight. Until next time, I'm Jim Williams for the gang here at Lingerie Lowdown saying take care. Oh, 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 oh.